<laughs> All right, so I'm going to start out the podcast with a very strong apology. <laughs> we advertised that our podcast topic was going to be um, why Alex got into coaching, and we did an entire hour and a half on the podcast about why coaching and Alex's whole journey from college to civil engineering to coaching. It was good. It was really good content, and um, it was basically an hour and a half of us just talking, and I went to go edit it, and I lost the entire file. So um, I've spent the last uh, 36 hours just completely blaming myself for that one, so that's been a little bit of a... Don't blame yourself, honey. It's my fault, but... It's fine. I'm just bummed because I felt like it was a really good one. So rather than um, trying to recreate the entire thing, we were. No one gets to know why I got into coaching. We're never no. doing it ever again. <laughs> we're going to maybe tie it into today's, like, <laughs> to this one to the end. If we don't get to it, we will do it again in the future. I might revamp kind of the talking points a little bit just because we didn't want it to feel rehearsed. And to be honest, I don't think either one of us felt the need to have the same hour and a half conversation again. So. I don't want to talk to you about this again. <laughs> Although I was Did you forget everything I told you? There were a few um, things that Alex shared that I didn't even know, so that's why I thought it was kind of cool. It was a little bit of a raw storytelling moment for both of us. So um, Get around nutrition, use code Montana 10. Yeah, there's that little shameless plug too. Okay, so we're going to jump into... Um, kind of our dynamic, both as a husband and wife, as well as a coach-athlete uh, relationship. And we might get to some of the, maybe like a brief why coaching towards the end, if it makes sense. Otherwise, I'm not going to try to segue into it if it doesn't flow. But yeah, so welcome back, Alex. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> I was so excited for doing the podcast again that I just couldn't get away from doing a third one. Twice in one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I was also supposed to be on a bachelorette trip this weekend and my flight never made it out of billing. So I had to stay home and Alex was like, well, the good news is, is that means, you know, we get to do our podcast on Saturday and we don't have to wait a whole nother week. And then I lost the file. So jokes on you. It probably wasn't meant to be to begin with, but whatever. Okay. Uh, would you like to start with an icebreaker? This is apparently our thing. You might as well. Okay. I promise it's different. All right. Um, what is your favorite thing about your spouse? Oh, you, you want to butter me up before we get into our coaching dynamic? Is that what this is? No. I wanna, <laughs> I'm just asking. What's your favorite thing about me? Hmm. Let me just look at my list real quick. <laughs> um, my all-time favorite. You, you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I, I, um, have to, I have to think about this one. <clears throat> okay. Well, I would have to say your sense of humor. Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> You have a way about lightening the mood even when it's pretty down, especially when I'm down on myself, and I really appreciate that. Um, I also have to say my – so since that's apparently a given because that's apparently everyone's favorite thing about you. Obviously. Is um, your discipline, and it's both my favorite and my least favorite thing about you <laughs> because on the days where I don't want to be very disciplined, it's very convicting to be like, well, shit, if Alex is doing it, then I got to do it too. And um, it's the best thing for me. And on the days that <laughs> don't I don't live with your coach, <laughs> on the days that I don't want to do it, it's the kind of the driver behind doing it anyways. And so it holds me very accountable. And I don't want anyone to think that that's like you forcing me into anything. It's not it at all. It's just you're very disciplined. And I would like to think that I'm relatively disciplined, but um, 
just I definitely don't have the same same level of commitment as Alex does if it wasn't for Alex. So I feel like I would be a very different person if Alex wasn't here to constantly challenge me. So that's my favorite thing. <laughs> well, thank you. Did that give me enough time or should I just keep talking while you think about it? You're very, I, I, I think, I think, I don't want to call it your redeeming quality. <laughs> That's almost <laughs> what I said. Ouch. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Your redeeming quality. The reason I married you and overlooked every red flag that ever came up. <laughs> uh, you, re you really, you really give without having any expectation of receiving back. And I, that's, it's very, it's very, it's very humble. You, you're, you're very much a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Yes. And it, it really is almost to your own detriment. A lot of times. Yes. Trying trying to please a lot of people. Yes. But um, at the same time for our actual like marriage dynamic, I, it, it's very humbling for me, for you to, to do all the things that you do. And for me to, especially in like this coaching thing, for me to be able to actually do that sort of stuff, it, I, it literally wouldn't be, wouldn't be possible without you. Mm, so mm, that's sweet. Wow. I've come across really well. If only they knew that was covering up for all the crazy you put up with. Like I said, redeeming quality. <laughs> Yeah, my two toxic traits are I can't make a decision to save my life, and uh, I don't know how to ask for help. So Alex has definitely had to put up with that um, for the last six years. Okay. Well, wow, that was very sweet of you to say. Thank you. Um, I wasn't necessarily expecting you to take it that seriously, so I appreciate that. What do you think this is? Um, I'm running out of jokes. I'm on round two of this. Round two, yeah, your commentary is getting weak. <laughs> okay, so we'll just jump right in. Um, so managing the two different relationships. So obviously we're husband and wife, but we're also, um, Alex is my coach and I'm his athlete. And so just a tiny bit of background on the coach-athlete dynamic because I feel like quite a bit of people know that Alex and I are married and we've been together. We've mentioned it on the first podcast, like six years, um, six years since we started dating three years since we got married, almost three years. The second time we got married coming up Thursday. <laughs> um, Cause you only get married twice, ladies and gentlemen, hashtag COVID wedding, plural. Um, anyways, uh, I was not Alex's first client when he started his side business in 2022. Yeah, you asshole. I know I was your third client. Um, your first client was Connor Christ, your buddy from Eastern Washington. Still kicking. Still kicking the OG client. And he, um, has made some pretty remarkable. Looks products. terrific. Like I told him it was going to be a long process. He's like, go dude, whatever. Yeah, he's definitely Just tell me what to do. Yeah, he's definitely cool. put his faith in the process, and it definitely shows, like, the consistency is super cool to watch. So every time you show me, um, like, a transformation of Connor, I'm just like, oh, my God. Mostly because I'm just amazed most of your lifestyle clients have not made it that long. Like, even people that started with you after Connor are not with you. So the fact that he's been able to hold on for a year and a half and still be making really good progress is just really cool to see. Yeah. Sorry, I needed a sip of water. Um, okay, so I was your third client. Um, so part of that was because I was still working with a coach. You sure were. When I first started, and her name will remain nameless because I don't really feel like dragging people through the mud, especially when they aren't here to defend themselves. But essentially, I hired a coach who had the IFBB pro status behind her name, was super excited to work with her. So she must be good. I assumed, I mean, I made the assumption that I feel like most people do, that if you're good enough to be on the pro stage, you're good enough to coach amateurs, which... Yeah. Is not the case. I feel like there's a lot of people that abuse their athletic title and 
don't really have any of the knowledge base or anything to back it up. But anyways, um, I got a really super basic generic word doc with my food and my workout plan. And it was some insanity, high volume stuff. And then the food was mostly, um, chicken and rice or chicken and potatoes and a lot of vegetables. Um, and I have honestly gone through a ton of, uh, food allergy testing and I have, um, some other just digestion related issues. And so vegetables are not my friend, have never been, never really been interested in eating them. When I do eat them, I get very sick. And so when I tried to tell her that I wasn't doing well with the food, her answer was, okay, well then just don't eat them. There was no adjustment made to my meal plan to adjust for calories or adjust any macros. It was just don't eat them. Um, and then when I was telling her, trying to get some cardio figured out because of, um, like I was teaching dance at the time and I was burning like 400 calories per class and I was teaching at least four hours a week. And so I was just trying to get some of my cardio protocols adjusted because it's not like I was trying to prep for a show anytime soon. Um, her answer was just, yeah, I guess if you just don't feel like doing it, then just don't do it. And <laughs> that to me was not really the guidance I was looking for. So overall, I just didn't feel like there was a good connection. And I tried it for three months and decided that it's not what I wanted to do. Um, and she just wasn't the person I wanted to work with. And so then I was going to hire Alex and I found out I had SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. So I would went on a month long, um, amino acid protein liquid diet mm -hmm. for four and a half weeks or something like that. <laughs> I lost 20 pounds. <laughs> Real good start to her coaching venture. Yeah. Well, because I had kind of told you, like, yeah, I kind of want to work with you, but, like, we need to get some of this stuff figured out. And you were like, yeah, we definitely need to get some of this stuff figured out. So um, I didn't even start working with you till the middle of May of last year as my coach. So it'll just been a year this last May um, of 23. And so, yeah, um, I was not Alex's first client, and um, but I am still one of his longest clients. <laughs> yep, that's true. Um, You're still here. Still here. You I, can't really leave now, can you? No, no, I can't. I've been shown the light, and I like food. <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, we can go into my history with dieting and food and all that. And then the it podcast. sucks. It was your bad. history sucks. My history with food sucks. <laughs> um, but anyways, I have had people ask me before, like, "Well, your husband is a coach, but you weren't his first client." <laughs> Hmm, there's no red flags uh, there. Yeah, and so I'd love to to um, expand on that a little bit. So I was super, um, obviously as a woman, I have grown up with some body image issues as most females have. I feel like some guys deal with it too. It's just not as talked about and so maybe it's seen a little bit more taboo but anyways i obviously had some body image issues and i was struggling with the idea that alex would be viewing me both subjectively as a husband and objectively as a coach um so <laughs> he's nodding his head with a, a smirk yeah face. baby yes. okay <laughs> <laughs> so i think i had absolutely no doubt that you would be able to see me objectively and help me pinpoint what I needed to work on. I was think I was mostly worried two things. One, that I would not be able to handle my husband telling me what my weaknesses are because it's very hard to, I mean, being vulnerable <laughs> is hard no matter what, but then to have your husband point it out, like, that was hard for me to wrap my brain around of like the person who's supposed to love me unconditionally, regardless of what I look like is now supposed to tell me I need to be better. <laughs> yeah. So we need to lose a little more fat here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to go out to dinner? <laughs> and you wanna, but we also need to grow those quads. So uh, carbs <laughs> and protein. Um, Where do you want to go for dinner? <laughs> right. So uh, the other, the second part of it too was I was, I had a hard time trusting that Alex would be able to make the shift between wife and client. 
um, as far as like to still, I mean, this is super vulnerable to say, but to like still find me desirable as your wife when you can also have the expertise to pick me apart as a coach if you if you wanted to right like just that there was some trust there that i needed to get over because the reality is the more i thought about it the more i realized regardless of whether alex is my coach or not he's coaching other people he's being educated on what to look for and what to piece apart and what to improve on so regardless whether he's my coach there's probably going to be a little bit of that going on in his brain anyways as far as like just observations and encouragement here and there to get better at certain things so i figured why not just work with it instead of be afraid of it hmm. so i think that was the two big mental shifts that i needed to get over was myself first off i need to get over my yeah get over yourself yeah well i think too just trusting that um like trusting myself to handle the feedback i'm asking for just as I would with any other coach and then also trusting you to be able to see me as your wife when you needed to and as your client when you needed to. Um, and so, yeah, that's been an interesting dynamic to, to work with just because you're with me all the time. And most of your sure clients am. don't have a live-in coach that they are watching sure. every move. <laughs> Yeah, their coaching is not as expensive as your coaching is. I know. I work very hard to pay for your bills. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, for me to be your coach, you got to pay for my food. You got to pay for my housing. I also got to put up with my ass 24-7, which is a treat. Don't worry. It's not yeah, whoa. Well, that's the perfect. <laughs> it's the perk for sure. Um, so I guess that kind of ties into the two pinpoints I had with this was like, what are the challenges and then how do we navigate the different sides of the coin? So I guess um, Alex, as my coach and my husband, what are some things that you struggle with um, with this dynamic? Yeah, I, I mean, your, your thought process about me, like objectively looking at you whatever in either way white white versus client yeah you know that that was definitely something hard right off the bat for sure um in terms of like making adjustments like it you i know with like a lot of clients you you don't see a lot of the emotional side that they go through like if especially going through prep you're not watching them kill themselves on a daily basis <laughs> And crying themselves to sleep without any food. <laughs> it, it, it's hard, like, especially with how much I, I care about you, yeah. you know, yeah. not that, not that I don't care about right. the other it's people. It's not like we're just roommates or buddies. Like we're married. Like you're Connor, I love you. Me. Not as much as Morgan though, but <laughs> it, it, it's definitely hard because you want to, I, I want to be there to be able to like help you and make sure you're not in this physical pain. But flip the coach switch, it's like, okay, well, if you want to take it to this level, we you got to do this certain shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, it's just being, yeah, no, it's really just being able to have the ability to flip that switch. Mm -hmm. Oh, honestly, I, I think my engineering side kind of helps me with that a little bit because it, um, just part of your brain has to be super logical very oriented, data very data driven, very, very like logical based. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that's something I get from my dad too. Yeah. Um, you just, just, just to be able to put logic on the forefront of your mind and not have any, any of the emotional side be attached to that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I would say, I think I have I have witnessed that a little bit too. Um, I there were several times during my prep where I was in tears on the treadmill because I was just so effing tired, <laughs> and just yeah. <laughs> I could just see it in your face of like, dude, I do not want to be doing this to you. Oh, uh, sorry, honey, we got to bump up ten minutes of cardio. But you have to like, this, <laughs> and, and let me preface this with: he knew how bad I wanted it, so it's this has never been like a Morgan. You have to compete. Like, 
I need stage shots for my business. You have to be a competitor. You have to be my <laughs> client or I won't. I, yeah. You know, if my wife doesn't trust me, then who's going to trust me? Like, that is not the case at all. The, I want this. I am driven. I want to be on that pro stage one day, regardless whether it's wellness or another division at some point. I don't care. I just, it is something I want. So I'm not saying this so that people can be like, Oh my gosh, she only competes because Alex makes her. Absolutely not. But like, it was hard to then look at my husband and go, yeah, he's my coach. So you know, what's best. Even <laughs> Damn, I want to go get some cake. <laughs> well, I'm going to go get some sushi. You got yeah. 10 extra minutes this week. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple nights where you had a cheat meal plan and I sat on the couch next to you. Yeah, that, the, those were kind of, I, I feel kind of bad about those. Yeah, that <laughs> Looking back, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, prep uh, was definitely interesting. And to be honest, I think like the first time you prep, I kind of don't want to be on a prep. Not so I can pay you back, but like, so I can pay you back in the best way. Like you would make my breakfast in the morning for me. Like you just helped me with a lot of things that just became overly exhausting at a certain point. And yeah. so the fact that you weren't on a prep as well and you had the energy to expend to help me was very encouraging and helpful, especially for my first prep. So I'm hoping down the road when you go on your next prep, I won't be ready for a show. I think coach can plan around that. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So also um, managing the relationship. I think I, I've also watched you struggle with me um, between trying to encourage me, but also like there definitely has been moments where I can tell you want me to, you honestly want to tell me to just shut the F up and do it like the the super badass go-getter in you is just like mental toughness like just fucking do it morgan like just do it like stop bitching <laughs> just do it and but like i can see the i can sometimes even see it on your face like there's almost like an internal dilemma of like coach alex is trying so hard to come out and you're just like oh, i gotta be nice Morgan, I think like today, for example, deadlifts, I was trying to explain to you why they're so like mentally difficult for me. And I could see it in your brain. You kind of wanted to tell me to shut the fuck up and lift the weight. And instead you said, well, let's just drop it to 10 to 12 instead of a heavy set of three to five and we'll just adjust it. And so in some ways, I almost don't want you to do that because I'm actually looking for somebody to kick my ass. And in other ways, I appreciate the fact that you're looking out for me because I know there are other reasonings why you said that today. But I also know that, like, to a certain extent, I feel like sometimes I get a little bit of, like, too nice of a coach, Alex. You do. <laughs> you really do. And I, but what's funny is I've asked you for brutal honesty. And granted, I don't believe honesty has to be brutal, but I've asked you for, like, transparency. Like, no hold me accountable. Tell me to do like, if I was just any other client that happened to like be your next door neighbor and you saw me doing bullshit, like call me out, make it hard for me. I, it's supposed to be hard. You're supposed to be making me better, not giving in to me. When yeah, everyone at Plaza loves that. Let me tell you. But <laughs> I just, when I come out of nowhere, it's like on like, my window, Hey, stop doing that. We're doing it like this. <laughs> Which, I mean, you do. Or I just follow Riley stuff. around. Nope, this is how we're doing lakes today, dude. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> well, you, I wanted to listen to my music. <laughs> sorry, bud. <laughs> and you've definitely done that for me, too. Like, you and I have had, like, when you've walked me through a workout, or I shouldn't say walk, you put me through a workout because it's definitely not a walk in the park. Um, like, you've made some adjustments. So like, today we're going to do this. It's going to be fucking hard. And you're like, I've literally been in tears several times the last couple workouts because I'm in so much physical pain. But then I feel like sometimes you just, like, don't want to deal with me. Like, I shouldn't say don't want to deal with me. I feel like you're, you get a little hesitant of how fragile I am. And granted, right now, I am going through some, some stuff. So maybe that's why you were being nice to me today. Maybe. <laughs> You've seen the behind-the-scenes last couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's the hard part. I see everything, right. you know? As much as I would love to just to hard ass everything, like 
it's not really pot uh, like it is possible, but I'm not, not that big of a dickhead that I can just do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, because at the end there, of the there's day, a, there's a fine line. Yeah. Yeah. And where that is, I, some days I'm still, still trying to freaking kick the sand to find it, but yeah. And I think that's fine. I just, I think it's interesting because we've had a lot of conversations about this recently about just what I'm wanting from you as far as like hardassery like but I also understand that to a certain extent you love me and you don't want to damage me further so when you see that I'm going through a hard time emotionally like I am right now you're you're better you're good at reining yourself in of like as much as you wanted to just tell me to shut the fuck up and lift the weight today instead you're like well maybe we need to change it if it's really going to be that hard for you like let's change it let's work with it and I do appreciate that too, because I guess there are other coaches out there that would just get frustrated and throw their hands up in the air and be like, "Fine, if you want a coach that's gonna baby you, then go somewhere else." Like, I, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation too. Like me saying, "You have to lift this deadlift, or else you're never gonna grow your legs." Within the three to five range, I, that's not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But. Yeah. There, there's, there's so many ways to skin a cat. Right. Yeah. So, I get. In it. this instance, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Just we can, we can address some things. Yeah. No, I get that. I just sometimes I, I can see the mental torment of. Yeah, I just cat. want you to fucking pick up the weight, dude. <laughs> like I can see your like face. I can read it on your face. It's immediate like turmoil in your brain. Like, do I say it? Do I not say it? Do I say it? And you usually don't, which is fine. We're working on the line. But, <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that's actually – I feel like it's helped in our marriage a little bit, though, as far as communication and being able to have those conversations yeah. and communicate our expectations to each other as far as, like, right now I need you to be my husband and not my coach. Right now I need you to be my coach and not my husband kind of a thing. Flip. Um, and like, for example, in April, we were at a wedding and our friend, my friend, Emily, right. Um, she, po she pointed out, oh, cause I was, I was ordering a drink and I kind of looked at you and I was like, should I, should I not order a drink? Like, should I just get lemonade? Like, what should I do? And Emily kind of looked at you and was like, yeah, coach, what should she do? <laughs> Alex was like, Coaching here right now, husband says go get a drink. And so I just thought that was kind of fun that you were able to just like make that mental break for, for me because I was feeling very like stuck in my reverse. I'd been doing a lot of traveling after my show and mm -hmm. just didn't really feel like I had a lot of freedom. And I was honestly feeling a little scrutinized, not by you, but just the fact that like there was, I was feeling very restricted when I, in my mind's eye, was maybe hoping my reverse was going to be a little bit faster out of the gate, which it wasn't because oh. I was doing all kinds of traveling. So that was unrealistic on my part. So, um, but I just kind of appreciated the fact that it was like, nope, coach isn't here tonight. This is a wedding. We're here to have fun. Like husband says you can go get a drink. <laughs> well, if co coach lived around 24 seven, we would also never have a date night, never have a date <laughs> night. <laughs> I, I mean, I could easily live like that. I know you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it also just from like a relationship standpoint. Um, I know Matt does a good job in like making sure that like, your relationships that you're part of, th those make your bodybuilding experience better. So car carrying that over to us as well. It's like, okay, having one date night a week, having some plain tuna rolls with your wife out somewhere that's not going to make or break the fact that you're going to put 10 pounds of fat on this right. week. You know what I mean? So and if anything, the, all the fancy brain chemical boosts that you get by spending quality time with someone you love is maybe more helpful to the process than the food could be detrimental. Unless right. of course you're just going to five guys and just like shoving your face full of like fried food. Like again, you got to find the line. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite part about our dynamic?
full disclosure, he never knows the questions that I'm going to ask. So that's why there's always a brief pause. Yeah, I refuse to look at the word doc. <laughs> yeah, it's shared. I don't know why you don't, but that I don't want to prepare for this thing. <laughs> if I rehearse it, it's just not going to sound right. Oh, well, that's fair. Um, favorite, favorite thing. Um, I guess I got to say more again, it's a double-edged sword too. Your, your good days or my good days in this process are also our, both our best days or our worst days. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you're doing really well, I'm doing really well as a coach. If you're doing really shitty. Well, that's my fault. Not always, but yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but you ride the highs and the lows, man. Yeah, I would say I think I would agree. I, I get the feeling that you're saying you enjoy the fact that we're doing the process together. Mm -hmm. That's your favorite part. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think, um, I've had, I think we're both, we're both so different. In, from different from everyone population. else. <laughs> different from the rest of the population. <laughs> that having having something like this that we can both share and you know, yeah, I, it's pretty cool. Not a lot, not a lot of people, or especially spouses, have something like that in common, yeah. or at least I wish they did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for us, something like on a very like almost twenty four seven basis, like this is something we share every day. Yeah. Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah. And even if, like, I've had people ask me, like, well, like, you know, if you if you had decided competing wasn't for you, would you still be going to the gym every day? And I'm like, honestly, yeah. Because even if my husband and I don't work out together, like, walk around the gym together doing the same exercises, like, being at the gym at the same time is still time I spend around my husband. Whereas if I was at home while you were at the gym, now, granted, it looks a little different now that you work at the gym and you could work out any time of day. So if I was at work, you could work out and we could come home and sit on the couch for six hours every night together. But I just enjoy that. It's, it's something that we do together. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I would have to agree. My favorite part is that. Oh, that's a cop out answer. Well, <laughs> um, okay. Well, I guess if the I listeners need an answer. <laughs> If I can't use the same, um, I will then, I guess my next favorite part about our dynamic then is just the fact that um, I have somebody who can hold me accountable to my inner critic. Um, so I have listened to a bunch of podcasts and seminars about you know your internal voices and everybody has an internal critic so it's not like I'm crazy saying I have like different people or personalities in my brain but everybody has that like inner voice that tells you like and for some people it's much stronger than others but your inner critic is usually the person that's judging your actions as far as good bad my inner critic likes to spend a lot of time on how I look <laughs> um, and I think I appreciate the fact that I have you here to help me rein in my inner critic, I guess, and help me to um, hold myself accountable to reality rather than getting sucked into the spiral of bad things that I think about myself. Um, and that's something that I have been feeling a lot more recently than I have in the past. So I feel like that's why it's at the forefront of my brain is kind of my favorite part, but um, you just have a really good way about explaining to me in both a very logical and rational way, as well as a very loving and kind way of like, look, here's what you're saying about yourself. That's true. Here's what you're saying about yourself. That's not true. Here's photographic evidence of the changes that I see, whether you believe me or not, whether you see it or not. Like you're very good about bringing things into perspective for me. And I think having you as my coach is just a level up because you have all my check-in data as well. So it's not just like the reassuring of like the emotional side of it, but it's also very 
logical and pinpointed of like, nope, that's not, that's not reality. Like, let's dial that back. Let's have a conversation about what's actually happening here. So I got to thank Scott too on that. Uh, my buddy Scott. Yeah. So I'm always like, is this really what I'm seeing? I'm like, this is what I'm seeing, right, Scott? I'm like, I'm not crazy, right? He's like, yeah, that's what I see. Your <laughs> yeah. yeah. So really, he's your second coach, honestly. Yeah. No, and I appreciate <laughs> that because I think I think that is another challenge too. Is as much as you want to be objective in some of those like check-in photos or observations, I think sometimes too, you also have, I mean, you use me as a double check on people sometimes like, am I crazy or does that look different? So I appreciate the fact that you have people that you trust. Verify your work. Yeah. And make sure that you're not over inflating your own idea of what the progress was, but also confirming, no, that's a really big effing change. Like that's great. Or yeah, I can see the slight difference there, right? Like you have both confirmation on big changes, little changes, or no changes. It's not like you're just looking for somebody to say, yes, sir, that's what I see. Not that Scott would ever do that, but. <laughs> no, he, he already does not. <laughs> yeah, Scott has his own clients. Scott uh, has some bodybuilding clients and. It's a good man. Too. He's got everybody. He's got everybody. Scott's killing it. That's killing it over in Washington. Training grounds. Find Scott McIver Garvin. Yeah, if you're in Washington, go look up our man Scott. He's pretty cool. He's good. He's great. Um, Has some good memes, too. Not as good as yours, though. We we literally talk every day. He's a good man. (laughs) Well, shout out. Well, we'll shout out to my boy. Um, Okay, so the last thing I have on here is general relationship observations. And I don't necessarily know what I meant about that. So I don't know if that was supposed to be like on like other athletes or like people in the sport or if it was our relationship. I left no notes other than that. Do you you have any observations about our relationship that you'd like to share with the class? No. Um, I have a few like questions off the top of my head that I've gotten in the past about our relationship, but other than that, I don't have any off the top of my head. I think the biggest thing about relationships in this sports is finding somebody who gets it. And if they don't get it, who at least supports it. Yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of lifestyle and it can get kind of hard, um, especially if you don't understand it or value it. And so I think that's, what's been really important about ours is that we both are here for it. Um, we're both here for it and live it every day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think something that people have asked me in the past and it, um, it's funny cause it goes along the lines of being able to see people objectively. Um, I had people ask me like, well, doesn't it bother you that your husband sees other women in their check-in photos in like bathing suits? Like, I've literally had people ask you that before. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, no. My answer is usually, no, I know my husband loves me. Um, I'm you got to be very cons- secure, you know? Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like I am, for the most part. I have my moments. I have my moments where I feel less secure than normal. But as far as, like, how much you love me and how much... I know you love me and all that. Like I've never doubted that in my mind. So I've honestly never been worried about check-ins. Okay, um, that means I'm doing my job. Yeah, I and I feel like you're very professional about how you do it. And so there's no reason for me to have any doubt about that. I think my own insecurities come with more of like the in-person stuff um, because I I don't know how to explain it, but it's more of just like when I see people in person and I see things about them that I wish I had like bigger quads or this or that, I'm like, oh, if only it looks like that. And then I get in my head about like, well, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe if I did something really bad to piss Alex off, he might leave me for her. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a very brief moment. And then I'm like, wait, why did I just think that? Ooh. I have some work to do on my own security. Where am I going to go? If I leave right now, your dad's going to shoot me like halfway down the driveway. <laughs> yeah. No, I think if anything, like anytime 
I've ever in the history of our dating had like a jealous ping come up, like a little jealous, like, ooh, what was like, why? It's usually more of like a self-exploration moment of like, whoa, why did I just feel like that? And what do I need to work on for myself for that to not be a problem? Because it's literally never been anything ever that you've done. I'm it's just, always been my own like insecurity popping through. I guess I'm just not spotting enough girls in the power squad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. No, that was... <laughs> I will have to say, I was not jealous at that point. I was just. I, I would not have been jealous of anybody that was a part of that situation. I would. We were at the gym, and there was this. Um, there was this woman who was on the power squad, and I was. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was somewhere near that. Like you and I were both kind of near the machine. If you guys don't know what the power squat is, it's it's not the hack squat, but it's like the actual like squat machine that you can almost do like a good morning on, or yeah. you can like flip around in it. Yeah. Like it sits on top of your back, kind of like a hack squat, but it's yeah. not. It's it's on like a pin. Yep, and you can face either direction. Um, so you can either use it as like a hip hinge out or like a squat movement. It has a platform. It has a platform. So it's, it's raised. So I, all of a sudden I look over and out of nowhere is just Alex with his arms out facing. This. <laughs> oh, it's just, this lady asked me to spot her on, on a squat. So I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm going to, she, she had big legs. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll come spot you on a squat. Assuming that's like like a back squat or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, we walk over to the, the, the fucking power squat. There's, there's nowhere to spot someone on that thing. No. So it's literally, she hops up on this platform, literally looks back at me, pulls off a headphone. She's like, if I start grunting, just don't worry about it. I'm just like, what? <laughs> she just gets up there squatting. And of course is doing like the, the side where her ass is like towards you. So I'm just yeah. literally outside this platform with my arms out yeah this this was ass straight into my face yeah. and i'm just like what is going on yeah, how am i spotting this i turn around and i'm just seeing alex with his, oh my he has his sweatshirt on his hood up his headphones on over his hood <laughs> and his arms are just outstretched wide like I could just I couldn't even see his face, but I could tell by his posture that he was so uncomfortable. And we get down and I sent him a text. I was like, what the hell was that? He goes, dude, I don't know. <laughs> and I will say, I stuff like that I don't get jealous of. I was honestly just like super impressed with oh her like gumption. God. I was like, dang, that is a confident ass woman to go walk up to a strange man. Like there, the thing that kills me is there were like six. Excuse me, sir. Would you like a button in your face? Right. Well, there were like six relatively strong girls working out that day, myself included, that could have come over and helped. Like, oh, my been, name is Morgan. I'm strong. No, I just, I'm saying, like, as a woman, <laughs> I would have been much more comfortable walking up to another female and being like, hey, I'm not super sure I can do this weight. Would you mind spotting me? Than to go up to a strange man. Like, that was a play for sure. Like, there is no way she needed help. There is no way. No. That was a new one. It was 100% her way. I refuse to go to a gym with one of those now. Yeah. So, anyways. um, But, yeah. No. As far as jealous. Usually, if I ever have, like, any type of thought (laughs) or, like, insecurity or it's usually a check mark for myself. Not. For you. I'm having non flashbacks. Those, those You're the one that brought it up. I can't help you with that one. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, I, was, I forgot about that. Yeah, I blocked that one from my memory as well. Apparently, not very well because it's. The one that brought it up. Yep. <laughs> Still hanging around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well. Did you want to go through some of the questions that we asked in the last one? <sighs> we'll we'll speed through these because we've already taken a look at these. Yeah. So Yeah, we already did. Let's see here. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Where are we at? Where are we at here? Okay, let, let's let's go the opposite direction this opposite time. Direction. Yeah. If it helps, I don't really remember them. Why can't everyone do bodybuilding? It's expensive. I said it takes motivation. Said, Some people if, don't want to do it. Yeah. I said if everyone was a bodybuilder, no one would be a bodybuilder. Like, there's nothing special about it if everybody does it. 
then I went into this whole tangent about how that's why not everyone's a professional athlete. Somehow we tied that into inflation somehow. You did. Somehow I you tied can that tie into everything inflation. Into inflation. <laughs> in this economy, can you imagine? In this economy, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Uh, how would you set up slash design your own gym, layout, equipment, cool features, etc.? Well, in college, civil engineer, I came up with a floor plan for a longhouse, like Viking longhouse style training facility, yeah. which I think would look pretty cool here in Billings on what we call the rims, which kind of overlooks the entire city. Yeah. Um, Vikings, snow yeah. everywhere. I feel, I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. bunch of white people you wanted everything on one level and a super open floor plan like big stretch of turf a lot of like functional movement areas where you could do whatever like a lot i guess i feel like you would want less machines if like if space was a constraint you would sacrifice some machines for more space to do like other things right potentially I and mean, it kind of depends what machines we're talking yeah You'd have a lot of old school stuff in there too. Yes and no. Like since some of the flex stuff we have at Plaza, it's like about as old school as you can get. And some of that stuff is really good, but like some of that stuff is just freaking trash, dude. Yeah. So I, I think having some sort of mix, um, some newer stuff for sure. Yeah. Which would be really nice if I knew what that felt like before I bought it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. To basically like trial a piece of equipment before you actually pay for it. That'd be nice. Yeah, because Mont Billings is not very known for anything past hammer strength, life yeah, fitness, like or I guess in this case, flex now. Yeah, is there That's any better. Grime? There's no, like, God, grime no. or anything. Yeah. No. Or like the branded, like, Pit Shark. Is that who's? That's That's not really a, anybody's. That's just a thing, oh, honestly. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was anyone's, like, sub brand or something. Not that I know of. But anyway. Okay, well, How do you balance? If you want more information on that, feel free to call Alex. He'd love to give you the whole sketch. And run if you would like to p help invest in the gym, please let me know. <laughs> also true. How do you balance social activities with both prep and off season? What? God, we spent like twenty minutes on that one. Yeah, Let's... we spent a long time on that one. Um, I akined it to determine your priorities. You need to determine your priorities and your balance will follow. But I think the biggest thing is people get so stuck in the idea of balance that things need to equal, whether that's like you talk about filling your cup and having all your cups full, or if you're thinking about like the hanging balance where, you know, one thing has to outweigh the other or create some sort of balance. Um, I think people should think more about, quote unquote, balance in their life as priorities. Because when you start thinking about things as priorities, A, it starts to get really clear what you value and what you don't. And B, it gives you a good idea of what kind of time you need to focus on things based off of how high of a priority it is. So for example, when I was teaching dance, bodybuilding was not a high priority because I was at the studio two to three nights a week for three to four hours a night. And trying to fit a gym schedule in that was very hard. So I would go to the gym when I felt like it on the days I didn't go to the studio. But that's because teaching dance was a priority. So when I stopped teaching dance, my priority shifted. And now I'm able to focus on bodybuilding. So I think the biggest thing is finding out what your priorities are. And then arranging your time around the priorities with the highest value for you. And then also not giving a flying fuck what other people say you should be doing because other people's version of balance is going to look totally different because it's based off of their priorities, their life values, what they think is important. And so like, if you don't have kids, you maybe don't need to be home at 6 PM to cook dinner every night because you don't have kids. Meal prepping is super easy for you because you don't have to worry about your kids wanting something different or having to cook a separate meal for your family or anything like that. If you don't want to compete, your gym setup might, your gym schedule might look different. So I just think that people get really stuck in the looking for an answer for how to create balance. And the reality is, is Alex's balance looks totally different than mine, even though we live the life together 
but it's because our priorities are different, our jobs are different, our time constraints are different. Um, and while there might be some similarities between all of that, it's still not the same. So I think it's very important that you determine your priorities rather than focusing on trying to create balance. Because the other thing too, it's totally okay to be obsessive. Like it truly is like, if you want to be a, the world's best bodybuilder in this division, it's going to take some obsessive determination to do that. You're not going to do that by going to the gym. Your definition of balance is different. Right. And I think the priorities are different. Yeah. Cause your priorities are different. And I think the other thing too, is that it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's okay to be obsessive. That's where I was going. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's it, it really just comes down to the what again priorities and kind of what what your end goal is. So I mean, you're just your definition of what balance is going to look like is is just going to be different based on what you're trying to accomplish out of what you're doing. So like obviously, if you go if you're your prep balance might look a little bit different based on what you're trying to do with the with your prep you know what i'm saying if you're just trying to go into the show to be in the show that yeah your your balance might look a little bit different than someone that wants to go into a national level show that's been working for a very long time and anything less than overall is a failure you know what i mean so i think the one other thing i mentioned too was seasons right like our lives are seasonal our lives are not consistent it's not the same ebb and flow every day all day long every year year after year so about your idea of balance is going to shift with your season of life as well as you grow and change i mean if i even look back at like 18 year 18 year old morgan had totally different ideas of what 27 year old morgan was going to want need desire be doing as a career like you're just you're as you grow, everything changes. And so the idea of trying to keep a balance as everything is growing is kind of archaic. You know, looking at it, it specifically asks about social activities. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't answer that part. Damn it, and both times we both didn't answer that. (laughs) Um, I think you touched on it a little bit yesterday you had mentioned like damn it if you're in a prep it's gonna turn into a 20 minute question again (laughs) yeah if everyone was um i mean i guess we could turn this into a podcast topic but if everybody was um like if all your friends are going out drinking and you're in the middle of the prep you can go out with them as long as you have the self-control not to order a drink like your priorities dictate what your activities can do And as a result, if you want to engage in the social aspect and you have the self-control not to engage in whatever they're doing that's going to deter you from your goals, I say go for it. There's no reason to isolate yourself. But I will say it gets hard. And Mm -hmm. like kind of that season of life thing, there are going to be times like the last eight weeks of my prep, I didn't go and do anything that wasn't the gym or work. Like I just didn't unless I absolutely had to, there were a few things I did as a coach for the dance team, I coach, but other than that, like I didn't do anything that was outside of work or the gym because I was so exhausted. I couldn't handle it, but any other time of the year, I'm happy to go out with friends and do whatever. I just might not partake in certain things that we're doing. Also go for the social aspect, but that doesn't mean I need to order a drink if everyone else is. Yeah, you got anything on social aspect? Coach me says, uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like it kind of depends. Like, I, I know this is very it specifically asked social activities between off season and prep. I would say, like, for looking at it from like a lifestyle client standpoint, like, it, it's still a pri- it's still priority based. Like, I I don't think over you got to look over look at it over the long period of time versus like. So a lot of people look at it at like a week basis. I, I had two drinks this weekend or I had a drink this weekend. All my progress left. So I'm like, okay, m- maybe six out of seven days were great. 
Yeah, I mean, that's I don't know what the percentage that is off the top of my head. What, like eighty three percent? Yes. I kind of want. I kind of want to know what that is now. Well, did they, I, did they I just say get that right? True consistency comes with the eighty percent, right? Like so, hundred percent adherence and zero percent so. adherence. Eighty five percent. I was close. <laughs> Engineer. What was I saying? <laughs> you were saying if you had one or two drinks this week, six out of your seven days were great. One day was, eh, that's 85% of your time that you nailed your plan. On a, on a very short, right. short time span. I mean, over, over like the long span of time, like say, say you did that over 60 days, over 60 days like that, that's a lot different. That's a, yeah. If you, let's say you were on for 59 of 60 days, that's one sixtieth that you did something out of the norm, it's not going to make or break your progress. But like at the same time, would you have been like that 15, that 5% better or whatever percent better if you didn't have that drink? Maybe. I mean, maybe potentially I'm no mathematician anymore. I can, I couldn't tell you for sure. So I, again, at the end of the day, it, it really just depends on what your priorities are. Now, if you're like an actual athlete, I'm going to tell you right now. When you're in prep, <laughs> prep don't do it. But like, it, again, it, it's going to come down to how far you want to take it. Like if you're if you're calling yourself a quote unquote athlete and you're going around screwing around doing some of this stuff. Like, right. Well, and like you're, ju- it- you're just not doing a very good job being an athlete, I would right. argue. And I think it depends on you as a person. So, for example, I know another competitor who has a really hard time saying no in social social drinking situations. So talking about alcohol specifically, like if everybody else is ordering a beer, she has like a really hard time not ordering a beer too. Right. So like when she goes into prep, she feels really, she starts to get really isolated because she has a lot harder of a time going and doing things with friends because what they do revolves around like going to bars and hanging out. Mm-hmm. Now for me, alcohol makes me sick regardless of whether I'm in a prep or not. So I'm really not super into drinking, never happened. Don't like beer. Don't, I can't drink beer or wine. I'm allergic to them. I don't generally drink much hard liquor because I get so sick so quickly. So like, for example, during this prep I had, there was a night where we did like happy hour for all the girls at work. And so I adjusted my work day so I could still get my workout in. And I packed my post-workout meal and I met them at the bar that they all wanted to go get drinks at. And I ordered a hot water with lemon and I ate my post-workout meal. (laughs) And they all thought I was crazy. And they were all the whole time, oh my gosh, if I just had a tenth of your discipline, I would look so much different. Oh my gosh, you're just so disciplined. You're just so disciplined. You would would look different, Deborah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, to be honest. That even is your real name. I am different like and that's okay and i don't need to be normal i don't need to fit in with the people i work with in that aspect so while it was weird to be sitting there eating my eggs chicken and rice i (laughs) did it anyways and i enjoyed the social aspect of being there and i didn't need to engage in their their drinking activities so i think some of it boils down to who you are as a person and how comfortable you are being uncomfortable Again, priorities. Balance balance will be determined by where you're setting your priorities yeah. or how wherever your goal is going to be. Yeah, for sure. Let's just leave it at that. And we, you know, we hit it another twenty minutes. <laughs> it's my fault for reading the question wrong. It is. So it's one hundred percent Alex's fault, but it's still my fault that we had. To I didn't have my Excel spreadsheet. It's it's just, you know, what's both your eyes. <laughs> Can we just make this a different podcast? <laughs> Are we done? No. I mean, what's both your whys? That's that's another oh, long one. Yeah. What's both your whys? Um, we are going to make that a podcast. I'm actually going to write that down right now. That's Maybe we'll do that when we redo why coaching because that kind of ties Yeah. That, that, I mean, we really talk. Yeah. Screw you, Taven. We're not answering this one. No. Be nice to you, <laughs> We love Taven. I Thank you for the podcast topic idea, Taven. We appreciate you. I love you, Taven. I'm sorry. Next question. Please don't drop me as a coach. <laughs> Cardio, do you think fasted is superb? Uh, one, yes. Yes and no. 
depends if if you're gonna take there's some special fat burner stuff that you can take that will make it superior that's why you see all these like ifbb pros or other like fitness people say fasted cardio superior it's because they're actually taking stuff that makes it superior but in terms of like you if you just had to pick a or b honestly i would still pick fasted one from just like starting your day out with like a win you know you get your cardio out of the way you get something hard done right right out of the day um it just has really good mental benefit also just from um just from a uh lifting benefit too um if you're if you're training really hard like and then you got to go hop on the treadmill for 20, 30 minutes after you just went balls to the wall for an hour, hour and a half, two hours. That freaking sucks, man. It's your cardio, your cardio intensities. I can guarantee you not going to be very high. Plus you're probably not going to enjoy it. I actually enjoy my cardio. I, I throw TV on or YouTube on in the morning and I, I learn something for 20, 30, 40 minutes every morning. And I mean, for 40 minutes of learning something new or, at least watching something that you enjoy every morning. Hell yeah, I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, I would agree. I wasn't doing any cardio prior to my prep. And so that was one thing I told you. I'm like, even if you get me down to like 10 minutes, I'd still love to keep some morning cardio in. Um, I'm currently at 30 minutes in the morning. And honestly, it's like the perfect amount of time. I do the same thing. I It's fasted. It's in the morning. I enjoy doing my like... I do daily devotionals in the morning, so I read my Bible while I'm on the treadmill on my phone. Um, and then usually the second half of it, I'll put on something on YouTube or a podcast, um, and it's usually educational purpose. Um, but yeah, I personally don't like doing it at the end of the workout because I'm usually so gassed at the end Sucks. of my, one of my five million leg days that the last thing I want to do is go get on the treadmill. So. But I mean, like at the end of the day, if you but if we if you have, can't do faster cardio for like you have to go work out in the morning for some reason that's the only time you have like something's better than nothing right? right well and i think too like if we didn't have a treadmill at our house i would not be doing fast cardio in the morning because we would have to drive to the gym and then i'd have to either get ready at the gym or drive home and get ready for work if faster cardio is going to add hour two hour to your day just so you can go get it done somewhere in town like half an hour away it's not and just make your life a lot harder. I don't think that's superior than just hacking on 20 extra minutes to your workout. Like, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. It's all about what fits in your lifestyle. My answer is it depends, it depends. but probably fasted. Probably fasted is better. <laughs> uh, do something crazy. Um, the, the crazy thing I'm doing right now is doing this podcast again. <laughs> How much weight can a weightlifter lift if a weightlifter could lift weight? Oh, I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, I you think had a super technical answer yesterday. Well, realistically, when you're talking about weightlifting, we're talking about Olympic lifting nowadays because uh, okay. bodybuilding, powerlifting, and weightlifting. Those, those are the three things. So in this case, we're talking about Olympic Wait, lifting. Who asked it? Because if the other, if the person who asked it has no idea, that there's like three different distinctions as far as vocabulary. It was Sean. Okay. Yeah. So Don't even give me that. So, how much, how much weight can an Olympic lifter lift? Let's hold on. I'm gonna do the math. Hold on. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. It is currently 8.30. Alex needs to eat again. The heaviest clean and jerk ever recorded is 267 kilograms. So we're talking about 600 pounds. Oh, yeah, by Lasha. That, that makes sense. So my, my answer is going to be about 600 pounds here, Sean. He asked a question. I had an answer. Oh, that's right. Last question. What? division would chase benson participate in if he competed in bodybuilding the more i think about this i really do think he would he would do really well in women's bodybuilding oh okay yeah what's your reasoning because he looks good in a swimsuit i would die to see chase in a bikini in a rhinestone bikini but still hitting a back lat spread i'm still sticking with my classic physique 
just because I feel like once you peel body fat off, people are always smaller than you think they are. Yeah, that like would no that person. would mean Chase Benson would have to have some body fat, which he doesn't. Doesn't he? I feel like he, he's I, like negative three percent body fat. Negative at least. three. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's still alive then, if he's negative three, but he's not alive. He's just a husk of his <laughs> former a, self. He's a memory. <laughs> Chase, I miss you. Nothing but a memory, Chase. <laughs> Chase, come home. We miss you. I'm worried sick. <laughs> Okay, well, we've entered the realm of delirious. You're making me do this at 9 o'clock at night. It's not quite 9 o'clock yet, but it is time to eat again. Oh, uh, so. yeah, that's why I'm hungry. Yeah, you're not eating when you're hungry. Thicker than a snicker? Oh, uh, I missed that, that question. question. Yeah. Taven, no, you're not thicker than a snicker. Question answered. Question answered. Um, however, I'm getting there. You, you can't have snickers, so you can't be thicker than this. Sure. Okay, well, with that, we will come to a close. Thank you so Please much. Please don't lose this one. <laughs> I won't. If I do, I will just stop my podcasting career right here. Oh, I see you, really. Well, enjoy. Is Mac outside? Yes, our dog's outside. <laughs> enjoy whatever rest of your day, evening, morning you possibly have as Alex throws down his headphones onto the counter and disregards all auditory courtesy. Enjoy the rest of your morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you're listening from. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. And we'll have more podcasts coming out every week. Thanks for listening.